Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. It's the Hamp and OB Show. We've built up to this part of the season where we have a chance to win and get in. Ryan Nall is in the backfield now. The pass over the middle. Touchdown. That's Graham on the receiving end. Second and two. Trubisky on the move. Going to keep it to the end zone for the touchdown. On first and goal, Montgomery gets the call and gets the touchdown. Let's play 11 as one. Let's go out there and be us. Let's have some fun in the third quarter in the second half. Trubisky steps up, throws for the end zone. Wide open. Touchdown, Jimmy Graham. And on top of that, our defense was lights out in the third quarter with some three and outs getting the ball back for us. On second and four, a lot of time for Glennon who throws over the middle. He's intercepted. Picked off by Roquan Smith. That pass is intercepted. Picked off by Roquan Smith. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! What did we tell you? Mitchell Trubisky did it again. We're in a good spot. We just got to keep that going. All the Bears have to do is beat the Packers, and they're in the playoffs. Super Bowl or bust now. Bears, Packers, playoffs. What time is it? Hamp and OB. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck. The Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Chevy. Here's Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich. Bring it on. That's right, baby. Playoffs are bust for sure. Hampton OB brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, which he rode in smoothly today. The Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Drive a Chevy. Gentle- you needing that four-wheel drive on the way home, but I'm telling you, I'm so happy to be here. And you're exactly right, OB. All those people that thought we were out of our minds and nuts, Turn the radio off right now and call 911. You're the one that didn't believe the Paris could string together three wins. How bang, about bang, 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 OB. Right here for you, pal. Well, I told you. I told you right over these airwaves. Right here on Sunday. One more. One more thing to do. One more thing to do, and it's the Green Bay Packers. Take them down. Meet the challenge. And OB was telling me over... The Bartolini's meatballs, once again, off the charts great, uh, just mere moments ago, that he thinks the Bears will beat the Packers. Wow. Let's get into there that. There you go. Let's well, get into and, the, and let me just tell you real quickly why here. Why I think, and I said that on the show yesterday and at Devonta's show, I'm going to tell you what. How do you beat Aaron Rodgers? You get in his face. You start out with the first, our defensive linemen, go with line tricks, everything. And if they can't get to him, you do not wait. You have plan B ready to go, which are blitzes with your linebackers coupled with line tricks. That doesn't go. Then you go to the third wave. Come with the weak safety, the strong safety, the corner blitzes. Mix it up. Do not let Aaron Rodgers get set in his ways. Nagy, you guys go after him from the get-go. I'm telling you, if you do that, you're going to beat him. And if you don't, and you let him sit back there, he'll rip us apart. I'll be ready to play the game right Four, now. At 409 <laughs> on a Tuesday, he's ready for kickoff. I, I, a lot of people think, though, you can't blitz Rodgers, that you have to get home with four. I, and it's a pick if, your poison. I don't know. Yeah, but it, yeah, if you can get there with four, four down linemen, throw some line tricks in there, 
you know. But well, guess okay. what? He's got a pretty good offensive line. Got the best left tackle, offensive tackle in the league, and the best center in the league. But I think what you're saying, OB, is if there is a kryptonite to Aaron Rodgers, I think it's that's, two things. Number one, it. it's collapse the pocket in his lap. Perhaps, Danny, that's, that's the only way you're going to beat this guy. And the other thing is... You hand the ball off to your running backs, and you rush for 40 attempts and about 160 yards. Guess what? That's pay dirt. That's, that is victory right there in your ears. So the way this is set up, and let's just get you up to speed here. I think everybody knows that if the Bears win, they are in. And if Arizona loses, the Bears are in. But it gets really tricky here when you look at what's coming forward here. Because if you beat Green Bay – you may get Green Bay in the first round of the playoffs, which is a complete nightmare. Like, that is not what you want. You don't worry about it. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, you, Mike, hey, hold it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, what Danny said, it doesn't matter. You take what's, what's coming right at you now. Of course. And, and you've got to be – these kids and coaches have to be so positive. It, it's, it's beyond whatever is beyond – and they've just got to go and let it go. I said when he went up to Minnesota, they better attack and better go after him. Okay? My God, who the do we play a couple days ago? Jacksonville Jaguars, who have lost 14 games in a row. Now, the one thing that does bother me, in our eight victories, folks, in our eight victories, we have only beaten a winning team one time. Let me say that again. And the eight victories we've had, we've only beaten a team with a winning record one time, and that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, it's great. It's wonderful and everything. But then again, there's that word called reality. But we are where we are, and now you throw all caution to the wind, and you go after the Green Bay Packers on both sides of the ball with every damn thing that you have. So, to me... And maybe it's the opposite side here in Hampa. I'm curious where you go on this one. I, and I, I think we all agree with OB as far as getting to Rodgers. But if the Bears are going to win this football game, I think it's going to be with the offense being great again. You've got four games in a row for the first time since 1965 that they scored over 30 points. You have an offense that actually looks like they know what they're doing. You're going to have the one terrible Mitchell Trubisky moment, and hopefully you'll have Mike Glennon on the other side. You don't have that this week. We'll throw you an interception right back to make up for it. But you know you're going to get one bad Trubisky moment. Maybe you don't get it on Sunday at 325, and the offense sings along. You put up 30-plus. Like I don't think they're winning this game 17-14. I just don't. They have averaged, the Green Bay Packers have averaged 29.4 points a game this year. That's pretty good. So if I do my math correct, then check my my gazintas here, OB. 29.4. If you score run, 30, that's run, more run, than 29.4. Run, run. <laughs> Run that one by me again. My gazintas. My gazintas. <laughs> oh, my Lord. There you go. Anyway, I, 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 it's going to be a total team effort top to bottom. And you hit it right on the head. You know, you got to understand two things. The game plan that we carried up there five weeks ago, take it. Out of the, uh, the, the the file cabinet, walk to the shredder and stick the damn thing in the shredder. Remember what we saw? We saw Aaron Rodgers down there patting the ball, counting the laces on it. Oh, wait a minute. I need to throw it in the end zone for a touchdown. We never got close to him. We never touched him the whole 60-minute game. 
So shred that plan, OB. Come up with the new one. Yeah, you know what, Dan? You had mentioned it, and 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 after that loss to the Packers, I, and I and I sit and I brought up, and I was watching Rodgers. I mean, I was just I was zeroed in on him, and he come up, he break that huddle, and I I think it was maybe a handful of times, maybe four, maybe five times, he'd come out and he'd get up, Dan, and which you made mention of, and he came out and he would look. He looked strong. He looked weak, and then he looked back again, and he had this, he had the smile on his face. I could see it, almost like not like a, a ha, 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 like a laugh, but he had a smile, and then the snap of the ball, bam! The same smile you have when you see me over a three foot putt. Three you one. Start laughing. Three one. Excuse me. You remember the last time we had a oh, putting contest? Go. Oh. Well, you can talk about that, Ob. I'll give you next. Well, we had a seconds. putting contest. He says you'll never make it. I dropped in. He had to pay me again. Wow, Ob, taking out taking money from half of the golf course. I love it. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is the phone number. We're with you till seven o'clock tonight. And uh, yeah, let's. Uh, there's weather coming in. It's the holidays, but traffic is going on here. So let's get a check of the roads. Your four sixteen. Gabe Salgado with your WGN traffic. Go ahead, Gabe. With where we're at right now as a team, it's 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 definitely different. Um, Green Bay's a, a hell of a football team, and and uh, there's a reason why they're sitting right now as the number one seed. So uh, you know, for us, we got to worry about us. We got to understand uh, what happened in that game, and then we 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 know that we're guaranteed one more game. We nothing else, and if we do well in that one game, then we'll have an opportunity for more. But we can't worry about that, and we just we just worry about us. If Matt Nagy is indeed coming back next year, and that seems to be the rumor right now, I would like to offer up my services to be his press conference coach. Hamp, I I agree. You you would don't, be don't you think ideal. I, I mean, couldn't I just get a little bit more direct? little less where we're at, all that type of stuff. We could really hone in on something. Your well, ha- if, you know what? His best coaching job of the season was OB, resting the uh, play calling sheet away from his his bony fingers <laughs> and giving it to Bill Lazor. And let me tell you something. I, wa- I wa- went back and watched that, that game again. I'm telling you, the offensive line, and I, I, I know you never hear this, that offensive line is kicking. You know what? I'm telling you, it's 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 a good story that Sam Mustafer. I mean, come out of nowhere and don't don't forget well, that, that Bar Alex Bar and Mustafer would not be here if it wasn't for the fact that Harry Heastan was the offensive line coach last year. And if guys hadn't gotten hurt and Rashad Coward couldn't play, they couldn't figure out who thankfully, to put out there. Thankfully, and you know what. And I, people love offensive line talks. So I don't want to go too deep down here, but you know they, when they needed a center, when Whitehair got hurt, they went to Alex Bars to play center, who never played center in his. Mustafer was injured though. He was injured at that time. You're yes. Sure? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. Okay. I, I take that back. And, Terrible well, point you, by Carmen. I know what you're saying. You know, hey, it's the, the guy's staring you in the face, and you're looking past him. I, all, all I can tell you is, and we're going to get into this. We're going to get the calls here in a second. But the bottom line is, we we should applaud Bill Lazor because he has done some really good stuff. Go ahead. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Before we get to Mike, <sighs> Tony, and you, Ob, you want to take a guess at what Aaron Rodgers' record is against the Bears? 99 wins and one loss. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that good. He's only 20 and 5. If that's, oh, is that all? Yeah, if we include the 2010 uh, NFC Championship game in there. So 20 and 5. We've beaten him five times. One out of four. 
Okay. And you know what? Go back and look at the film of those five times. I'll guarantee you what OB was talking about happened. We collapsed the pocket in his lap well, and made him, you know, that, uh, 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 under duress. Dan, that is the only way we can beat the Green Bay Packers. Their defense is fairly good. They've got one hell of an offensive line. Probably got the best center by 10 miles in the game. Best left tackle. You think Aaron Rodgers doesn't know that? Whether it's short passes, intermediate, this guy's on the button. And again, I'll say it again, this is the only way we can beat him is you got to get in his face. Not necessarily do you have to sack him every play, but you got to make him move. You got to make him worry. You got to have him looking. Does that mean we, we get to touch him? Can we touch him this game? I think we okay. can touch him this game. We can do any guy. If you want to run by him, run by him. But for God's sakes, get back there. Don't be stymied at the line of scrimmage. And if you're stymied, set, get a little creative with line tricks and blitzes. That reminds me. There's this old, old gentleman. He's at the end of time. He's in his bed. And it's just the, the clock was ticking and it wasn't long for him. And he smelt. Chocolate chip cookies wafting in the air. <clears throat> so he crawls out of bed and crawls down the stairs. He goes to the kitchen, reaches up, and as he's reaching for the cookies, his wife whacks him on the hand with a wooden spoon and says, those are for the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is we need to get up out of our bed and crawl, crawl down the stairs and touch Aaron Rodgers with everything we've got. Right. And we will win. So just what happened here, folks, if you're looking for an MC at a dinner or whatever, Dan Hampton's available. He's got all the stories. I love that one. That was good. Those are for the funeral. I didn't Those know where he was funeral. going with it. Hopefully it won't be a Bears funeral on Sunday right around 6.30 or so. 325. Hey, White Christmas is, is coming in. Let's get some uh, of your reaction in here. 312-981-7200. Mike and Byron, what's up, Mike? Hey, guys, uh, I think all the Bears need to do, the coaches need to look at the tape from Sunday night. I think the Bears are a lot like uh, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they won the RPO, you know, and uh, they forced Travis Henry, and I think you could stick a number 99 on there because they have the same type of legs. Uh and uh, they forced uh, Chan Hill to throw the ball. And I think uh, if they get Trubisky in trouble, to throw the ball and stay in the pocket, uh, it's not a, not a good situation. Uh, uh, you're not trying to build a bridge here for a Packer victory, are you, Mike? Travis Henry and Dan Hampton, they got the same mic. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, we go. Thanks, Mike. Three. Uh, you know, thanks, Mike. Hey, you, you know, I... I I think what he's saying is whatever the Titans are trying to do, it wasn't working. Okay, and you got to give Mike Pettin, the defensive coordinator of the Packers, some credit. He was doing an off. Adrian Amos is a damn good player. I miss him, and he yeah, was didn't he used to be here? Uh huh. Anyway, he I, they were filling all the gaps and basically telling Tannehill, "You're going to have to beat us." Not that uh, number twenty nine. And Tannehill had no chance. Yeah, and well, Tennessee can't stop anybody, so there's that. Uh, but hopefully, uh, that won't... I, but you know what? Go back and look at us up there. Do you remember they oh, had six br- possessions and six red zone trips and six scores? 
the I ga- mean, it was it was embarrassing how bad we were. The game started and the game was over. That was that was the experience of playing up in Lambeau. But the one thing that I think on one side of our ball, the offense has gotten better. But I'll say this defensively. <clears throat> Seems to me lately, Dan, I'm not going to put any names out there, but there's more than one, two, or three guys taking a little relaxation out there. You guys better get ready. You better, it's built up, and you take all the adulation, all the monies in the world, and everything. You better show up Sunday. Better show up, guys. Robert Quinn. So it's interesting on on the Mac part of it. He. He was barely third and eight. He's standing on the sidelines. He was on the sidelines a ton on on Sunday. Now, I, and again, it wasn't hot in Jacksonville. It was fifty eight degrees. He played thirty eight snaps. He was on the field for sixty nine percent of the defensive snaps, so seven out of ten. Let's call it, uh, which is his lowest percentage since twenty eighteen. This is a note from Brad Biggs's uh, piece, or one of Brad Biggs's piece in the Tribune of the twenty eighteen <laughs> season finale at Minnesota. Now. Partly, the, I mean, the Bears. So, were, what was he making? About forty thousand dollars a play. Well, what about thirty-eight plays? Something you like gotta that. Gotta be kidding me. I'm trying to go ha- glass half full here and just say that perhaps the blowout against Jacksonville, he got a little bit of extra rest late. He's just going to be that much more potent on Sunday. Anybody kind of want to come with me on that? No, one? that's not how it works, Mark. No, okay. no, no, you don't take days off and time off. The only thing you're doing is you're hurting yourself, your own ability inside, mentally and physically, to go forward the next week. You're there, you play one game a week, okay? One game. And you're not on a field for an hour. You know, and and let me also say this. We were old school, and Ditka wore us out in training camp. Okay. But we went in with the mental edge over everybody because we knew we survived that. We're going to kick your butt, you know? We earned the right. Well, nobody's nobody practices now. Nobody hits. Nobody. Why is... Why wouldn't you want to get every play you could? Why would you not want to hone? And he's not as good as he was a year ago. Name anybody on our defense. He was good that last year. Well, at the time you couldn't find him. Hey, two years ago he was he was the goods. Okay, let's say that was a nine point five. Because a guy by the name of Akeem Hicks had a phenomenal year. There you go. But last year, what was he an eight? What's he this year? A six? I'm just telling you, the only way he can get better. Is to play himself better, and he's not doing it. I don't. And you know what? Let's hope shame the on he shows up Sunday. Yeah, Ch- Chuck Pagano. Shame on you. Shame on you. You know, it, it's just like anything else. I, you know, hey, if I don't have to take the trash out, you know, I don't take the trash out. You got to make them. How do you there. have your hundred and fifty million dollar man standing on the sideline when it's third and long? How is that possible? Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Your call's coming up. Kaz at five. Adam Hogan, the six o'clock hour, four thirty. It's Hamp and OB brought to you by Chevy Drive Chicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Put in four wheel drive, baby. Drive over winner. And drive what Ham drives. Drive that Chevy. Four thirty check in news on seven twenty WGN. Yeah, you guys remember, I forget if it was last year or a couple years ago. You remember Tom Brady talking about how he's seen every coverage made to man and every defense made to man he's been in this game a long time and the game is slow to him that's the same thing with Aaron um that he sees everything and and so um you know he's been in this thing a long time he he is now in this system with with Matt with coach LaFleur uh and working into what they like and you can see they're in their group they got excellent players and um, they're just working well right now together. And so when you have a quarterback like that, that, that has seen every defense possible, 
um, is ultra talented like he is. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's just another level right now where he's at. So um, you have to respect that and understand that, but yet know too, that uh, it's your job um, to do anything and everything you can to try to, to slow, to slow him down. And, um, you know, that's going to be our biggest challenge is, is just that, but uh, he's playing at an ultra high level right now. That's the head coach Ben Nagy talking about facing Aaron Rodgers. And let's be honest, there's two sides of this. Number one, it's great from five and seven to be in a position. If you win, you're in the playoffs. That's good considering where the Bears were at. You also don't want to be in the circumstance that you have to beat Aaron Rodgers to get in the playoffs. That's not where you want to be sitting, no. ideally, at all. So, uh, Okay, how much of this scenario is the Packers laugh their way through the game knowing they got the Bears a week later in the playoffs? You follow me? Now that's interesting. Now, hey, let's let me, let, look, before we get back to the traffic in five minutes here, OB, okay, for the people that, that – like to make a wager on a game. Just say, you know. Think about this. Going into that Jacksonville game, the Bears were in desperate straits and they desperation mode. And it's win at all cost. The Jacksonville Jaguars, you don't think that the owner, what's his name, Saheed Khan or something? Anyway, you don't think that when the Jets went in and beat the Rams, now they get the first overall pick? And Jacksonville, look at a map sometime. It's about 100 miles from Clemson. The day they draft, that Jacksonville would draft Trevor Lawrence, they'd get 30,000 season ticket buyers the next day. Okay? So how can the owner not call the coach an hour before kickoff and say, See, I, take a pass? I, I think that No you... matter what, you do not win this game. And you know what? They came out and they played pretty tough the first half. But in the second half, it's like, you know, time to, you know, throw, throw a blanket on it. I thought that Mr. Khan perhaps dialed down directly to Mike Glennon after Trubisky threw that preposterous interception in the right corner of the end zone when the entire Jaguars defense was there because Allen Robinson pointed to throw it. And he's like, I love Allen Robinson. He's making me look like an NFL quarterback. I got to try this pass. And then... Constant in his box, like, okay, enough with this. Mike Glennon, you will throw a pick right now and give them three points, and you guys are going to lay down in the second half. It's the season of giving. <laughs> give it back. Give it back. <laughs> well, here, let me go down a, a different avenue here. Going back to this game, the things that I liked, what I saw, we had 28 first downs. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what year or what decade they had 28 first downs. They had... On possession time, the Bears had six more minutes than the opponents. And again, 28 first downs. We put up almost 400 yards of offense. Mitch Trubisky was 24 for 35 for roughly 270 yards, two TDs, and one real stupid interception. Okay? That's what I like. That's what I saw. Now let me tell you what I didn't like. What I didn't like is that the combined teams for the last four games, not three, the last four, had 16 wins and 44 losses. Let me tell you what else I don't like. In our schedule, we played three of the 16 teams, did not have a general manager 
or a head coach. You kind of nitpicking, what aren't you? The, <laughs> the cherry on top of everything is, of the eight victories, folks, that we've had, of the eight victories, we have only beaten one winning team, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me say that again. Of the eight victories, we've only beaten one team with a winning record. And I know how things are looking. It's good and everything. But I said the things that I like, possession, time, first downs. My God, you had 18 passing, 28 uh, rushing, uh, six more minutes on the clock, putting up almost 400 yards. Mitch Trubisky passing for almost 300 yards. That's the good stuff. But then again, what I just told you, folks, That's th- those are facts. One winning team in eight victories? OB, let me ask you this. OB will text me when the when the other team does something really stupid and you know gives the ball to the Bears or something ridiculous like how about this? Go for it on fourth down with a fake punt and get the first down, but they got a holding call and brought it back. Remember that, OB? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And I was just, I just, I, I had that wry smile, just like Aaron Rodgers when I saw that. I said, only the Bears, right? So, hey, sun shines, you know, f- good fortune sometimes. And possibly, let me just tell you this. And I think I told this on the radio f- five years ago or something like that. But OB, when, when, after Buddy Ryan left, we had a guy named Vince Tobin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, maybe the the most profound thing he ever said was, we played the Vikings like on uh, week 13, and then we had to play them again on week 15, which is really weird. And he said, you know, normally there's like three, four, five weeks between, you know, matchups sure. with the, the teams in your division. He said, look, I came, he came from the Canadian League, and he said, look, we had to do this all the time. He said, we did the numbers one time. It, it doesn't matter if the team that wins the, the Grey Cup or whatever, they they will invariably lose the second matchup to whoever it is. That being said, the Packers know it's hard to beat anybody in this league once. It's real hard twice. It'll be really hard three times in a row. So it's this is going to really be a hell of a matchup. And, and Danny, the- you know, from, from a player's perspective, you know, yourself, myself, and a few of the other gentlemen that I know that I played against and played with, when you get a game like this, it comes down to the 16th game. And by the way, you're at home. I know there's nobody allowed in the stadium, et cetera, but you're at home. Isn't this what the hell, Danny, isn't this what, this is what you dream about. And, and what the topping is of the whole thing, if you beat them and you beat them at home and you're in the playoffs, and you're beating a real live Super Bowl contender. It's a challenge. That's why you play this game. To have this moment at this time. We're actually have the Bears they winning, they're eight and seven now. They've taken a bit of a beating over the airwaves, and sometimes rightfully so. But you've got this in front of you. My God, this doesn't come off along that often. We are the Bears. We are the staple of the National Football League. You 
kids get I, I mean go after him with everything in your body and bring us a victory bring the pride back to this city bring the pride back to the Chicago Bears and there's nobody better than to knock the, those guys right on their butt from Green Bay Bear get down, it done Chicago, Chicago Bears, Bears. OB I'm ready to play I mean, get it done Get it done! I mean, you did 447 on Tuesday. OB's ready to go. At 410, he was ready to go. There's another one coming in the next uh, half hour as well. OB, you're the best. Four, oh, four, I'm just... I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I've been there. I know what it is. I know. And, and I, I know these moments. And, and, and it's it's right in our grasp. I, I, Doesn't come long that often. Right, and it's here for him. 447, check of traffic, 720 WGN. This is second and two. Trubisky on the move. Going to keep it to the end zone for the touchdown. There he was in the red zone. Mitchell Trubisky dancing into the end zone, untouched. Liked it. Bears, of course, crushing the Jaguars 41-17. to How about the 21 points in the third quarter? We haven't mentioned that yet. Well, and guess what? I mean, I've got a long list of things here, OB, that, you know, obviously were very relevant in the big second half for the first time. And again, what I said 30 minutes ago. How could how if you own that team? How can you not call the head coach and say, "Hey, dumb dumb, <laughs> what are you doing here?" All I know is by hook or crook, the Bears scored three touchdowns. They had eleven first downs in the in the third quarter alone. So, and the, by the way, that touchdown you just played, they rolled Trubisky out. Shocker, Ob. But guess what? He recognized the fact that they were in man coverage and everybody had their back to him, so he ran in, into the end zone. At least that's a start. It's, he's starting to kind of put two and two together. Well, it's Gazintas. His, his ability – listen, he can read half a field, okay? But unfortunately, that's not how this game is played. But since they've gotten him out of the pocket, which we've been screaming about, I couldn't tell you for what the last four years, whatever the hell it's been. I, I I'd said it so many times, and and finally they're doing it because he is not a drop back passer. Every time, watch what the last two games he drops back. What does he do? Through stupid interceptions, folks. He has no clue about what the hell the defense is in the National Football League. That's why you got to get him out of the pocket, spin him out, boot him out. Whatever, move the pocket. That's why. Did you count the a number of defenders in the end zone that he threw the ball into? Well, I I I tell you what, I saw what four. I think three were. It was five. Any one of three, any one of three could have intercepted that ball, and he fired it right in there. That's what I'm talking about, Danny. You know, you my God, it's 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 only sixteen games. You you know, you don't have the luxury of playing a hundred hundred plus games. You don't. You got to be ready to go. You got to understand the situation. And unfortunately, again, his two things. What is he lacking? Accuracy, and he cannot read defenses. Just happens to be a fact. Well, I, and I, I, for a, a starter, know how tough it is to read half a menu. 
Every time I go to Bartolini's, I always say, bring me half the menu. That's all I need. Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, that's family-owned and operated, offering the best Italian cuisine in Chicago. Land meatballs have been featured on the Travel Channel. They're located at 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian. Their phone number is 708-396-2333. They brought in some dessert nuggets today. Ham's been leaving the show in between segments during segments. I'm out of breath going back and forth. Yeah, I mean, it's been... uh, it's been aggressive. Tony and Addison, you've been patient. Welcome to WGN. Thank you for waiting. Go ahead. Okay, uh, hear me out. Uh, I know they're 8-7. and seven. I know they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, but they only won against Tampa Bay, the only decent team they won. They're 8-7, and seven, but, well, guess what? Dan, you, Dan, you would say, well, guess what? If they can't beat the Green Bay, the team that's above you, you don't deserve it to be in the playoffs, okay? I mean, you see what they're made out of. If they beat them, they get in the playoffs, they give them all sorts of confidence, and you know, as, as you would say, Ed, all bets are off. But if they back in, Cardinals lose or something, you know, I'm telling you right now, it's it's one and done. They're not going to have any confidence, even if they back in and get in the playoffs. So what? You know, they, big deal, you know? I'm just saying that it's just a whole card fa- whole. Cold hard facts here. It's just you got to beat the team he's supposed to be. But if you back in, it, 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 it doesn't show me much. I'm just saying, you know, it's ridiculous. You got to beat the t- that team this Sunday. If you do, do you deserve it. If you don't, you don't deserve it. We got you, Tony. Yep, we got you. Good appreciate stuff it. there, Tony. Appreciate it, brother. But, but, but you know, in a way, Ob, it, good I, job, Tony. Yeah, it, 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 I hate to say it, but that overstates the obvious. But think about this in a big picture way. We know every year. Every year, the last thirty years, who we got? Who's the man in the in our division? The Green pa- Bay, from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. There's been a seamless transition. They have owned since I retired since, since 1990. They've owned the division. So that being said, why are we acting like this is some kind of a, a you know a, you know a, a Mars mission or something that we can't do? You got to know. And you have to draft and, and, and pick coaches and devise game plans to beat Green Bay. Why can't we put two and two together? Because you don't have smart people in upper management. That's why you, we just don't. With the job that Pace has done as general manager, what is it, the last six years? The amount of monies that he's blown and his draft choices? He doesn't deserve to be the general manager of the Chicago Bears. Not yesterday, not today, and not tomorrow. We can have that conversation coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, by the way. What is most likely to happen after the season? Let's do uh, our essential question segment, which is sponsored by the Marquee Sports Network. Watch Bear Essentials on the Marquee Sports Network. Hampo was on the show this week. Yeah, Artavius Artavius Pierce Pierce was on. i got to tell you, he was wonderful. And you talk about a humble guy that wants to, and I said, what is, what would it be like being a running back coming to Chicago with people like Gail Sayers and Walter Payton having played here? And he was like, Oh, you know, he, he, it was great. It was great. Instead of a cocky, uh, you know, laconic, uh, attitude guy. No, he was wonderful. Yeah, great. I, I was hoping that he was going to get more touches this year. He's, he was on the He's practice. A slasher. Yeah. Out of Oregon State, uh, off the practice squad, got to, got in the end zone this past week. And last week you had Darnell Mooney on. You love talking to him, too, who's had quite the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he had his drop. Oh, I know. Oh. I know. That was, that was a bummer. Unbelievable. That man. kid should be on the field. I agree. And Cole Komet on the field 
Just it's uh, Jesus. Yeah, there's some good stuff going on with Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham that we can get to. Hey, uh, check out our Facebook page. If the Bears make it in the playoffs, do you believe that the offense could score enough points to make it past the first round? Those are some of our essential questions uh, sponsored by the Marquee Sports Network. All right, in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll have Kaz with us. We've got Adam Hogue in the 6 o'clock hour with you till 7. And yes, there's a lot of scenarios that are going on on Sunday that can happen that'll help the Bears hurt the Bears, not just getting into the playoffs, so we'll cover that as well. I can't believe this hour flew by already. One hour down. Oh, Lord. Hamp and OB on 720 WGN. I just think we've gotten more consistent. I think we hit a lull in the middle of the season. We fell off on some of our fundamentals. I think we had a chance to reset, watch it, uh, address it, and get back on track. And then now it's what we knew would, would be important this year, right, with no OTAs, with a short training camp, which be – we we knew the teams that could improve as the year went on would have a chance to rise at the end, and more more than any other year. And that is the Bears offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor. Here's an interesting note for you. Hampton will be, by the way, with you till 7 o'clock tonight. We are brought to you by Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. And also, of course, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com, so I should say that, and Hamstrom. And there's 8 million people in Chicago right now wanting a Silverado and four-wheel drive. Yeah, stay, stay safe out there, everybody. Yep. We'll keep you up to date on traffic and the weather and all of it as uh, we hopefully keep you entertained as well right here on 720 WGN. So here are the bears in the red don't zone. Don't go too far now. Right, I know. I don't want to overstate and put too much expectations on us right here. Let's keep it low, kind of like the bears' offense. But here we go. So... Week 10, the Bears in the red zone, they had scored a touchdown OB 48% of the time. Now that was 30th in the National Football League, ahead of only the New York disgusting Jets. All right, now the Bears offense all of a sudden starts flowing along here. They've scored a touchdown 13 of the last 17 times they've gotten into the red zone. That is excellent. They are overall 15th, and that particular streak that they're on right now after the Vikings game, they are second, right behind the Green Bay Packers. So that there's a lot going on there that the Bears are going to have to do right on Sunday. Number one, they're going to have to keep that up. And number two, this Bears defense is... If it does anything, which is not much lately, but they have been able to sort of do a little bit of a bend-don't-break, drive down the field against us, and will only allow a field goal. That's not going to be that easy to do against Green Bay, who's the best team in the National Football League in the red zone. Well, two things. Number one, this gentleman to my left pointed out during the the bumper coming in, who did they play the last three weeks, last four weeks? Jacksonville. You know, uh, Houston, Houston, Minnesota. Okay. But you still got to go out there and, you know, it's all, uh, you know, a a conglomerate of all the good, bad that you do all year and the the stats. There, you know, some stats lie, some stats, you know, prove you're a fool. But all that being said, Obey, they can't take away the fact that I see. And what Bill Lazor said, he was talking about they had to clean up some techniques. And there's a, well, if cleaning up technique means your offensive line is knocking people three, four, five yards off the line of scrimmage when you're running the ball, he needs to keep working on those, cleaning up those techniques. Well, what I like about Danny, when they finally started moving the pocket, 
whether it's a sprint, bootleg, just flat out move the pocket, play action, you're moving the pocket. You're moving the offensive line instead of a straight drop back. And then you got to have these guys take these defensive linemen. And if there's blitzes and line trips coming at them, we couldn't block them. But it's a different story when you get them out of the pocket and you move your line. It's a different way of blocking, different schemes. And it's working, and that's wonderful. But again, and and I applaud them for it. But what I don't like, and, and you got to come down to the reality of it, we've beaten one team with a winning record. One in eight victories. And we just started to figure it out what the hell to do offensively with Mitch Trubisky, who's been here, what, five years? Four year, years? This five? Is, this is year four. And and, and, now, and now, in the back half of the season, you guys are finally figuring out we're looking better, even though it's against real bad football teams. But I guess if you play a real bad football team, that's what the hell you should do to them. But we'll see come Sunday. But the philosophy is the correct philosophy, folks. Get Mitch out of the pocket where he can produce. That's the philosophy, the winning philosophy that we have now. Let's hope it continues. You know, OB, you said how long has he been here? Five years? Six years? Yeah. It reminds me of another joke my buddy <laughs> Wick uses all the time. After the round of golf, he says, that seemed like it took forever. The next time I find out I'm going to die tomorrow, I'm going to play golf with you guys. <laughs> it seems like it's going forever. Well, that's what Trubisky's been here. It's been almost four years now of anguish. Just sad anguish. And, again, back to the point we made before our co-host rudely cut us off going out of the uh, top of the hour. Was that me? The, the Packers, the, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Who's the man? It's Packers. So everything you do, every waking moment, Ryan Pace should think, if I stop at McDonald's, will that make us uh, play better against Green Bay or will it make us play? Everything should be judged on how much of an improvement in our efforts to beat Green Bay. Forget Minnesota. Forget Detroit. Take care of them. It's all about handling Green Bay and his plan, his diabolical plan that has blown up in his face was to draft the kid out of North Carolina to be the God's gift to the Bear quarterback position. And guess what? It blew up in his face. There you go. So all that being said. We still have to play, and they, the Packers still got to line up, so we'll find out. Coming back after this uh, look at the at traffic with the Gabe Salgado, we've got uh, Pat McAfee was a punter in the league, and he's got a radio show, and he talked to Aaron Rodgers about playing the Bears. I think you want to hear what Aaron oh, has Oh, I can't to, wait for this. this. This is a good one. It's, we'll do that coming up after. Callers, hang in there. 312-981-7200 if you want to jump on in. Kaz with us at 6.05. Hopefully Adam Hogue around 6.30. He's headed down to Florida with the Northwestern football team, so hopefully we'll have Adam on tonight. Check of traffic right now. Here's Gabe. Feel for the quarterback, who he is, and what he likes, and what he does well. On first and goal, Montgomery gets the call and gets the touchdown. David Montgomery. Hamp, you love him? You falling in love with the uh, shifty, determined Bears running back? I like him behind the thundering herd offensive line right now. I mean, hey, 
every every okay my mind's eye I think of Trubisky throwing off his back foot, throwing an interception. That's what I'm thinking. Right? I, I'm I'm thinking of, of David Montgomery. I'm seeing him eight yards down the field. The offensive linemen are still in front of him, and he's making a cutback. And I'm, I, it's 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 poetry in motion. What brings what Montgomery brings to our offense? Play action, folks. That's a whole nother offensive system. Play action, and again, why? Because your front seven, they have to respect the run first. That's their first job. You got the safeties, you got the quarterbacks, but that's their first job. And if you can run, then you come with play action, then you come with sprint outs and bootlegs. Okay? That's something we have never done with Trubisky. Folks, just go back, look at the films. Year after year after year. We've never done. We've never done it. Wait a minute, OB. Pull out our tapes from three years ago. What were you saying? Huh? There you go. Yeah. So, anyways, so the, the, a philosophy change. What you're talking about, but this kid Montgomery, even when he got the ball earlier in the season last year, he doesn't want to go down. He fights. You see him. He's a foot off the ground. He's still driving, twisting, trying to get yardage. Now that they're blocking a little bit, giving him a chance to get some steam up and 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 make a good headway. Now that brings in folks. An entire new offense called play action. And every great team has it. They all do, folks. Let's hope we take advantage of it. Hampton will be brought to you by Chevy Drive, Chicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado Drive, what Hamp drives. All right, let's pay off this uh, Pat McAfee moment in time. I haven't heard this actually. By the way, what, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yes. By the way, I just it just struck me, OB. Another year has come and gone where we haven't beat Green Bay. Think about it. Okay, let's listen to it. Let, let's listen to Aaron Rodgers talk about playing the Chicago Bears. Pat McAfee does radio now. This is his radio show. Here's the Packers quarterback. It feels like it's going to be home field advantage now for you guys in the playoffs as well. But is there is is that your favorite place to play? I would assume it is at this point. It would have to be. But is there anywhere else that even comes close to playing at Lambeau for you? Well, I like playing at Soldier Field as well, which is this week. You know, we've had some some big there. It's uh, it's way better with fans. I mean, look, the fans make the environment. Like, obviously, the rivalry helps, and, and if you're playing a good team. But when you have a fan base that's so invested, like Chicago sports fans are, uh, like New York sports fans and Boston sports fans especially, and obviously our fans, but there's just some places that are made more special by the ambiance and the noise and the environment that a fan base can bring. And Soldier Field is one of those places. It's just it's such a fun place to play. There's so much history in that stadium and so many great players and great rivalries and great games there. Um, and we've had some big ones over the years as well. He loves coming to Chicago, baby. Yeah, okay. that's that good. <laughs> okay, here's a, two or three takeaways. You know, for a rat, he's a nice guy. Okay, I mean, that was very complimentary, what he was saying about coming to Chicago and the sports fans and obviously OB we you know obviously you know we were so blessed to be able to play for those fans how long will these people stick around we're going to find out but all that being said would you be insulted if 
you're a prize fighter and you ask a, a fighter, who do you like to fight? Oh, I like, I like fight no B. That means you don't hit him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. And, 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 and this is a, like a backhanded compliment. He's basically saying, I don't have to wash my uniform after I play Chicago. <laughs> and I would be insulted. I, I mean, they ought to play that on a loop at Hallis Hall from now until Sunday. Because the guy, he's basically basically calling you schmucks. And you know what? <laughs> if, if Dan Marino ever said, oh, I love playing the Bears, I would have hung my head in shame. Think about it. What was it like for y'all playing up at Lambeau? Any good memories? No, it was great. And turn around what he said. OB, you were up there with Nitsky and, and that whole bunch. What was it like? Well, it was, uh, as a matter of fact, we played him three times a year. We played him in the Shriners game up in Milwaukee at Milwaukee County Stadium, an exhibition game every year. And every year, you play every down of that exhibition game. <laughs> Every down, Dan. How does it make you? Every, it was exhibition. It's like 85 degrees. It's, oh, my God. It didn't matter. You didn't come out of that game, and neither did they. It was Lombardi and Hallis. They, they, they loved each other after a game, but during a game, you'd hear them swearing, and they hated each other. And an exhibition game, folks, it was Jesus Christ! It was, it was hammer and tong in a preseason game. It, so actually, and I talked to Forrest about it. For their their great offensive tackle, Forrest Gregg. Yeah, Forrest Gregg, who Lombardi said he was the greatest player he ever coached. And I told him, I said, Forrest, this is insanity. He agreed, but you had no choice. You had no choice. And brother, you didn't take off because the guy next to you, he wasn't taking anything off. So it was, I tell you what, all out. All out every play, and it's an exhibition game, and it's in August. Oh, my God. OB told me a story. Fat Fred, Fred Williams, was uh, the defensive tackle next to you, what, 10 years? And he was funny. Years later, he became a liquor salesman in Arkansas, and my mother knew him because she worked at a place called the Grog Shop. And, and she told me about him, and I'm thinking, Fred Williams – he anyway, he was larger than life, and he was funny. But oh he told God. me, he said it was like a ninety-five degree day up there to play the preseason. Anyway, after like in the fourth quarter, everybody's you know wore out, and he looks over, and Fred's on the ground, and Fred never got hurt. He walks up to Fred, goes, "Fred, Fred, are you okay? Are you okay?" And Fred looks up at him, and goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine." How's the crowd taking it? <laughs> he says, he's, I, "It's the God's truth," I, and he's laying there, he ain't getting up. And I went over and I said, Fat Fred, you okay? He said, Yeah, I'm okay. He says, How's the 70,000 taking it? <laughs> he you, actually said that, folks. Did you call him Fat Fred? How's the crowd taking it? Fat Fred. That was his nickname we gave him. Anyways, he wasn't fat either. By the way, we played Green Bay up in Green Bay, God. folks. We lost the game 49 to nothing. It might as well have been 99 to nothing. They called off the force. They beat us 49 to nothing. And so at that time, we both went through the tunnel, up the stairs. They went to the left. We went to the right to our locker room. So I go, folks. <laughs> so I get up the stairs, and we're walking next to the Packers. They go left. I didn't say a damn word to them. Didn't even look at them. I go into the locker room. I, I'm, not, I'm not five steps into our locker room. And Fred said, 
Lock the doors. They're coming in after us. <laughs> they ain't had enough yet. <laughs> How to say, and I did. And I stopped. And I turned around. I believe he, he said, f- lock the doors. They're coming in after us. Like 49 to nothing. They didn't have enough. They wanted to kick our butts in the locker room. But let me, let me, let me tell you this. And, and this is this is the truth about what was it five years ago? Ob, we were at another radio station, and Doug Buffone and you and I, we did a like a on video thing for like I think it was uh, Monday Night Football, and we were talking about the rivalry and blah blah blah. And when we played, now think back. Remember those jerks you know they were you know hit mcmahon late and ruined him uh they run suey over a, a bench they ran peyton out of bounds into the wall it's a, you know they were a bunch of cheap shots and there was force greg who was the coach but all that being said i said you know we you know everybody else in the league you know you don't you know you, you don't like them but you play the packers if you were able to get them run over them on the interstate you stop and back over them Okay, that's what we felt for the Green Bay Packers. I was astonished that OB told me, he goes, well, the glory years with Nitsky and Starr and all those guys, he said, we would battle like nobody's business. I mean, hammering, but after the game, they would go to dinner together. Wow. That's how much respect. Uh, what was the name of that running back? It was Horning and Taylor. Horning and Taylor and Bart and you were and you you spoke so high. I, in a way, I was embarrassed that I was so so well, you, so callous and cheap. You know, yeah. hating hating the Packers in my you in talk, my snowy shoes. You talk shoes. about a quarterback with accuracy, Bart Starr. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Horning's in the Hall of Fame. Taylor, I'll tell you what; those two running backs they had. I mean, uh, you talk about what is it? Five yards in a cloud of dust. I mean, they come at you, and they they had the famous Lombardi sweep, you know. We knew it was coming. Every other team knew it was coming, but nobody could stop it. Nobody could stop it. OB says they'll be in the huddle saying, yeah, we're running it again. Get ready. <laughs> but, but that story that I just told you with Fat Fred said in the locker room, it's, it's the God's truth. He says, lock the doors. They're coming in after us. And it was like. They haven't had enough yet? Hey, folks, uh, as we go to break here, let me just tell you, before the season, I made a odds chart on preseason Super Bowl favorites, okay? How much? How many games are, everybody was uh, predicted to win, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Kansas City, obviously, was uh, the chalk. They were supposed to, there was 12 and a half. What do you think the Green Bay Packer number was this year, this year? Oh, it had to be. I bet you it was a, 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 a 12, 11 and a half? Nine. Wow. Think about this. Think think back. It wasn't long ago that Rodgers was not back on top of his game, and True. they drafted Jordan Love because they were basically saying, we're getting ready for the, for the inevitable. Which was and, ridiculous. And guess what? Here we are. The pack has 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 exceeded all expectations well that's getting rid of mccarthy bringing in a young head coach who who had communicate and get along 
with Bart. Uh, well, I was ready to say Bart Steyer with Aaron Rodgers. Same deal. That's why. 530-312-981-7200 if you want to jump on in. Your cause coming up at 6. Let's 30 get, minutes till cause. 30 minutes till cause. Check, right. check the news on 720 WGN. You win three in a row. You feel good about scoring points. I mean, our, our offense uh, scoring points right now, putting up touchdowns. And we, we even had a couple right in the red zone that uh, you look back and and you realize, okay, man, we could have we could have maybe maybe had even more, and and so, um, but I thought for the most part they did a good job of of uh, of scoring touchdowns, and then so you start you start winning, you get out of that losing streak that we had. Uh, we had a message for the last three weeks about where we're going and what we're doing together, um, and they've they've completely done it. This credit goes to all the the players and the coaches and they've responded and they've put us now in a situation where it could have went a lot different direction. And it hasn't now, you know, we control things. And, um, you know, that that's, as we told you last week, we weren't going to stop or overlook this team. They're a good football team and they play hard and I know their record, all that, but they play hard. And, uh, and now, now we got to reshift here to, to a big division opponent in Greenback. My favorite part of that cut. If you listen to it closely, Oh, they didn't play hard. Go ahead. That that might be true too. They played hard for a little bit. I wouldn't say they played particularly hard in the second half when it was uh, all said and done over there in Jacksonville. But uh, I like the part where he said, well, "You gotta, you gotta give the players credit and the coaches and the coaches." Let's not forget about the coaches, the coaches, and the coaches do deserve some credit. But as one of the coaches, I don't know if he needs to say that. And I'm nitpicking here, I'll admit that. But it just kind of stuck out to me that he had a name that the coaches deserve credit to. Well, you're in the in the big leagues with uh, home run nitpickers over here. Yeah. So you're doing. Oh, you're, I appreciate you're, it. You're doing the yeoman's work. Happen will be brought to you by Chevy Drive Chicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, Chevy Silverado Drive. What Hamp drives? Drive that Chevy. Drive over snow and winter. And stay safe out there. We'll get another check of traffic coming up here in about six minutes. By the way, you never asked what the Bears win uh, uh, prediction would have, was going to be this year. What was the Bears win? Whose prediction was this again? If Bill is just joining this us? This is uh, Pro Football Focus. This, and uh, KC led everyone 12 and a half wins. Projected Green Bay, nine. Uh, Seven and a half? Tampa Bay, nine and a half. Philadelphia, nine and a half. I mean, some teams, Minnesota, nine. What do you think the Bears? Should have been eight. Right on the money. Eight. Yeah. 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 And guess what? If they don't make their mind up and play with everything they have, and we need to get a loop of OB, you know, earlier in the show (laughs) at at, at 409. And if they don't, then guess what? They're going to be right on the money. Eight wins, eight losses. Should Should we pull 409 and pull 446 and figure out which was more inspiring? Because they were both phenomenal. Let's do it at the end of uh, tonight's show. Can we do that, Curtis? We're going to pull 409 and we'll pull 446. Don't get shy, OB. This This was you, passionate Bears, Bears expert, commentator, all of it, slash world champion. Hey, Tim and Bartlett, let's uh, get you on here, my friend. Thanks for being patient. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, my pleasure. OB, I thought you were coming through the radio back there on the second cut. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, Hampt, I uh, sat at a hockey game with you back in the early 90s with uh, with uh, Butkus. Uh, so uh, I saw you had a, a reception a couple of years ago, and I mentioned it to you. But regardless of that, um, my feeling is if the Bears can go with a two tight end offense, jumbo, keep the fullback in, put the motion man, and run the ball about 30-plus times, as much as they can, 35 times, 
keep Rodgers off the field as much as possible. Then maybe with uh, six, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, you might have a small lead or be within striking distance. But, I mean, they got to play a perfect game. <laughs> yeah, so, you, just you, a comment on that. That was phenomenal. You just laid out, if they play a perfect game, they may have a chance. And, Tim, I think I probably agree with you. That's what it's going to take. What Hamp, thoughts? Okay. And, 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 and like I kind of, you know, shouted to the top of the of the hills how much of an improvement not only the offensive line but the rest of the offense and ob's you know digging the play action digging the role we got it but there's a lot of pre-snap movement and the personnel packages think about the first touchdown pass to jimmy graham now think about this he had two in this game that gave him eight on the year he leads the team with eight touchdowns and now who you know Say it's the beginning of October, he almost looked like a bust, and yet he has been able to kind of revive his career. And in tandem with Cole Komet, he was on the outside wing, and Komet basically ran a, a skinny post, and then he comes behind him. And remember, Trubisky shot it in there on the money. Hell of a throw! All I'm saying is between the the personnel packages. And the pre-snap motions with Mooney or whoever it may be, it's making defenses less aggressive and putting them on their heels, which only plays into the hands of those play actions and the and and the bootlegs. Ob Danny, you know what? All your last year, we don't put people in motion. We haven't. Now we're putting people in motion. We've got the tight ends going in motion. My God, what a revelation! And when we had Tariq Cohn. Where should that kid have been? He shouldn't have been in the ace backfield or running back. He should have been in the slot or at the wideout, and he should have been constantly in motion. Komet, with his speed and his hands and the size of him, he should be in motion. Every play, folks, every play. And what do you do? You confuse the hell out of the defense because they know standard of what you do, and you don't come out of your standard offense. Now you're bringing in all this motion, you're putting players in positions where they've never been before. That's being creative. That's being innovative, smart, and that's winning football, and, folks. And when did it's this winning happen? Foot- now. That's when it happened. After the debacle in Green Bay. Think about this. Close the circle here. They've Is had that a re- now? That's now. Yeah. The last four, since Bill Lazor took over. They put Trubisky back in. He, you know, he did what he did in Green Bay. What did he turn it over three times? Anyway, all that being said, they've kind of been the comeback kit, and they've somehow pieced together. Should be four wins in a row. Think about how stupid how they must feel. How stupid Nagy must feel allowing Detroit with a ten point lead with. Four minutes left in the game. You got a 10 point lead and you lose that game. And ultimately may miss the playoffs because of that. How stupid do you have it's to feel? It's such a killer. The difference that I've seen here in the last few weeks is when we did win games, beginning of this year, last year, the year before, the year before, year before, what do we do? We let people, we go into the fourth quarter, we're winning 20 to 10. We're 24 to 14. You know, we're not 35 to 10. We're not anywhere. And we've been that way for a long time. These last three games, we have not. You can't let people hang around because more often than not, folks, 
And the Bears exemplify that more than any other team. I'm going to tell you, up pops the devil at the end of a game, and you lose the football game. You win in a game, put them away. That's one thing Nagy would never do. Am I correct in that, Dan? Absolutely. And he wouldn't put. They wouldn't put them away. And and and, and when you don't put them away, guess what happens? Yeah. Well, when the forensics are brought in and the crime lab examines the season, Nagy is not going to look very pretty. Five forty-six. Get a check of traffic. Here is Gabe Salgado. 312-981-7200. The phone number here. Kaz coming up at 6. Hampton will be till 7. And then you get the Carm solo. Yours truly till 745 in advance of Northwestern and Iowa basketball right Is here. that in Iowa? That is in Iowa City, yes. Okay. Yeah. Kipcats are a 10.5 point underdog. By the way, speaking of that, uh, driving through the snow from the text line, Hamp, in my Chevy Silverado to get milkshakes for my wife and son... That's a great dad right there. My prediction, Bears by six, Mike Erlacher, and yes, that's my real last name. So there you go, a Chevy Silverado. My neighbor's got his jersey. (laughs) There you go. Nice. Hey, uh, before we get Kaz coming in here in a minute, let me... and OB, by the way, is out of the studio. I think he's eating uh, uh, Bartolini's right now. Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, family, family owned and operated. And uh, yeah, the best Italian cuisine in Chicago. And OB probably is having Forget the ice milkshakes. Cream. Get Bartolini's for your wife and, and son. I love you forever. 708-396-2333. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Go ahead, OB. Well, you know, and again, obviously, Kaz has always had one foot, you know, on mother earth and he doesn't get a little over the the moon about a lot but i'll tell you this what i just was talking about with the packages and the pre-snap movements and motions and i'm i'm predicting that cause will have a pretty favorable view of not only what we've kind of morphed into think about where this offense was when we went up to green bay I mean, it was it was sad. I mean, it was like, you know, shooting, you know, fish in a barrel. And now, obviously, they've not only been emboldened by the success. Think about this. OB was playing the last time they scored 30 points four weeks in a row. 1965. Unbelievable. Gail Sarris and company. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, so that's that's a lot, a lot of football that that hadn't happened. So, yeah, and you can almost tell it. And as you said, Nagy, he probably leads the league and patting himself on the back. But his, uh, you know, his decision and foresight and to go ahead and and make that that change. But here's the thing: what would he have to do to get the call plays again? Nobody's ever going to trust him. Just like Ryan Pace, you want him to make another first round pick for you. So think about where this team is. Your head coach, you never want him to make another play call and your general manager you never want him to make another first round pick think about where this team is all that being said we're only five point underdogs to the Packers on Sunday to get into the playoffs so by hook or crook hey they're in it let's see what what they bring where are you on the conversation as to who's coming back and who's not coming back because there were multiple reports Looks like the Bears are going to bring back Matt Nagy. Looks like the Bears are going to bring back Mitchell Trubisky. No one's saying that, though, about Ryan Pace. So it's interesting to me. They're all coming back. You think they're all coming back? That, that, look, and OB is not going to like this because 
he wants to point at the Jacksonville Jaguars have beat how many teams? One. Right. How many has Houston beat? Four. Four, whatever it is. Whatever. Who cares? Right. I'm just saying, the Vikings with nobody on defense, the Detroit Lions with nobody playing nothing, you know, uh, the no-nothing no defense. All that being said, they were able to string three wins together, and who knows, maybe four. But if they're, they get in the playoffs, you, you, playoffs, you think that they're actually going to fire anybody? Not a chance. Well, here's the other. Okay, let's let's put it this way. Not a chance. Let's say. And here's the here's the worst. Here's the worst part. And like I said two weeks ago, Trubisky is saving both of their jobs. You don't think that they will gladly tender paper, you know, for another three year deal? Think about that. So that's really interesting. Do they feel that you know what indebted that and that there's not just a better option out there? I'm I'm curious what you think to to there are a lot of fans, a lot of bear fans in this city and across the country wherever you want to go who are very worried that if you let Trubisky go, you are making a mistake, that you're going to go backwards. You're going to draft a quarterback who's worse and you're going to be stuck with Nick Foles. Well, listen. That very well scenario could possibly happen. It very well could. You know? I mean, uh and the, <laughs> Because you got a guy by the name of Pace, who's our general manager, that's absolutely lost in space, lost in time. This guy has no clue what the hell a true general manager is and what he can and can't do. All this guy knows is missing on drafts and spending millions upon millions of dollars on people that, for the most part, has not worked out. In our favor. That's why we are where we are. Let me give you a slight contrarian take here, Obi. It's a slight one. Cole Komet, 21 years old. Dave Montgomery, 23. Darnell Mooney, 23. Sam Mustafer, however it happened, 24. Alex Bars, 25. You, I'll, I'll say Jermaine Effetti, 26. Anthony Miller, 26. Mitchell Trubisky, 26. What does that mean? Now they got a lot. I'm saying they have some young What's talent. What's their record? Sure, what, it's eight and seven. Okay, and they beat one winning team. It was. What a, are you talking about? It was a tough climb. I knew it was not going to be easy. What, what are you? What are you talking about? I'm eight and seven is their record going into the last game. Okay. Eight and seven, and we've only beat one out of the eight victories. One team with a winning record. I All get- right? You want pace, you can have them. You got them. There's only <laughs> one guy in the history of Chicago that delivered the news better than that guy right there. Ron Majors. That was it. <laughs> I, I Other than him, OB will put the, put the, the facts on you. He, hey, think about it. He's right. There are a bunch of young players, but they're not good players. Now, the, some of these guys are going to be good players. There's, yes, they there's, are. there's some decent talent in, in that yeah, bunch. Yeah, I, and I understand what you're saying. But for every <laughs> one of those, how many 31-year-old Khalil Max and 32-year-old sure. uh, Akeem Hicks with you know one foot out the door and taking uh, 30 plays off a game? And that's where, that's where we're at. Yes, all true. And I, But I... Okay, I don't. I actually think that that Pace might not be back, and the other two might survive. I really do. I don't think there's any way 
any way they don't keep pace if they keep Nagy. And I think Trubisky has saved both of them. He's, he's fished it's their, amazing. their uh, Truly amazing. chestnuts out of the fire. I'm going to stay that I don't think either one of those individuals are going to be the general manager or the head coach. Oh. Okay? Hey, we, we're in an, an, an unbelievable year like I've never seen in my lifetime would I ever dream something could happen. People are finding other things to do. And Chicago Bears, I know the history of the Bears, born and raised there, but I'll tell you what, the McCaskies cannot afford to lose this fan base. All right? We've had nothing but excuse, excuse after excuse. Misses on draft choice. Misses on people bringing free agents in here. Spending tons and tons of money. And where the hell are we in the year 2020 going into 21? We're 8-7, and seven, hoping and praying we could beat the Green Bay Packers at home. 8-7. and seven. I think we should be a lot better with a general manager being here, what, five, six years? And a head coach for what, four years, five years? A quarterback here for four years? And we're eight and seven? And boy, things are really looking promising. What the hell are you guys talking about? 558, let's get checking news. Kaz will jump in after six. 720 WGN. up and play football. Six o'clock hour, 720 WGN. Hampton will be with Kaz. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hampton drives, drive a Chevy. Stay safe out there. Update on traffic in six minutes coming up here. Kaz joining his own show. Kaz, man, how are you? Outstanding. How are you guys? Well, Kaz, I made a prediction, and it wasn't about your Christmas gift. Uh, the uh, <laughs> yeah, lack I of. I didn't get it. <laughs> uh, I said, okay, my dear friend, Mr. Obradovich, has said, okay, the offense looks better, but who are they beating? Jacksonville, Houston, Dregs. All that being said, the, the, the new direction of the offense, and okay, Montgomery has been off the charts. The offensive line playing great. But the pre-snap motions and the packaging of the different players and a lot of two tights, three tights. I said I'll bet you even Cos will, will, will admit that the new direction of Bill Lazor. And it was – it, 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 I mean, they had no choice. They had to. They had to make a change, and the change has come, and it's it brought some glad tidings. Do you not agree? Yes, hundred percent. Has never looked better. Uh, our quarterback looks like a legitimate quarterback in the NFL, and you know it's it's hard to say because I, when I say it, you no, know, it's not hard to say. It's easy to say. It's just hard because we've been so hard on them. But we finally have a direction. We understand what we're doing. We're attacking differently, and it's a different offense. So, yeah, 100%. Now, what does that mean? we still got to play the uh, Packers, and the Packers need to get the, you know, they want the home. Everything has to run through Green Bay if they want to, you know, get to the Super Bowl. So, this is going to be the biggest game of the year, and quite frankly, the Bears, in spite of themselves, have gotten themselves there. 
Isn't that something? OB made that point earlier. He said, you know what? By hook or crook, they they are exactly where everybody would want to be. It's a one-game winner-take-all kind of thing, right? Yep, yep, 100%. And, you know, when they're in, um, I'm, I think they may even make, get in if they lose, depending on what happens, but they can, can control their own destiny. They get in. Um, but they are going up against a team that uh, pretty much has destroyed everybody throughout the last uh, you know five or six weeks. This is a good team. Now let me ask so, you, Kaz. Let me ask you this: All things considered, you you probably haven't heard this, but your buddy Mark Carmen took a snippet of Aaron Rodgers off of a radio show where he said, well, other than Lambo, where do you like to play? And he goes, oh, I love to play in Soldier Field. I love, uh, you know, I love playing the Bears. Now, when you were coaching football, if your opponent said they love playing you, what would you think? That you must be pretty weak, right? At my place? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to take them out. Are you kidding me? I mean, at all costs. So... Yeah, I mean, it would fire you up. And honestly, if the Bears can't get fired up for this game, then there's nothing they you know they really can can or cannot do. The tough part is, though, guys, no matter how we uh, slice or dice this, um, it, you know, the, the Bears are still 8-7, and seven, and they are what they are. So we can say whatever we want, but... It's uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. It's great that they get this late in the season, and they're going against the one team that we all hate more than anything else in the world. And I know Ed feels the same way. Uh, you know what? If we're going to beat anybody, we want to beat the Green Bay Packers. And we haven't done it in such a long time since we were, you know we've all left the game. We haven't done it, and that's the problem. So. I well, took a great speech from you, Dan, and, you know, Walter passing and a lot of things to get them to rise up every once in a while. But, yeah, the Packers have owned us in the last, uh, what, 10, 15 years, 20 years? Because we had our beloved leader, Ed Obradovich, so wound up at 4.09 this afternoon. He gave such an impassioned, like, pregame speech that I think we ha- we we taped it, didn't we, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hear it. I'd love to hear it, honestly. Curtis, you have it. All right, hold on. Let's let, let's uh, let's wait let's until pull it up. Honestly, that would make me well, we get got, fired up too. We got traffic first. We're gonna do we're gonna do traffic in okay. in twenty seconds, and then we're gonna come on back here, and uh, we'll hear Ob's rant to start the show. Yes. What so, about the callers? Well, we need to get some callers. We'll get them too, Ed. Right. <laughs> we got him. He's trying to I get a, to hear your speech. Obi's <laughs> being shy about his speech here. He's looking for a, a way out of it. Uh, but if you want to help Obi with that one, 312-981-7200-615. It is dicey out there. Let's get a check of traffic. Here's Gabe Salgado. I think it does give us confidence, and I think it all starts with an expectation. Just having a high expectation for ourselves in this offense that this is what we're capable of, and nothing less is going to be acceptable. So I think if we just have that mentality and are locked in at practice and are just demanding of each other while also having each other's backs with, uh, throughout the process, uh, we can continue to keep growing and progressing. And, and who knows what we can do within this offense. But we got to be proud of the work, but also know that the expectations are, are higher and higher for us each week when we keep getting better. 
That's right, pal. I like it. Mitchell. You know what Trubisky got for Christmas? An offensive line. Nagy's back. back. <laughs> he got he. And what did Nagy get? Trubisky's back. Truby's back. Yeah. Yeah. I got your back. Got you got my back. back. They're his guys. They're my guys. That hey, would be. Listen, I've got Ed's back. Ed's got my back. Yeah, yeah. Dan's got Ed's back. Mark Carmen got. Dan's back, and we all got each other's back. And then the microphones got her back. And, so we're and, good. And how do you rank? And that? you guys are my guys. We got no. <laughs> you got to know where you're at, cause it's all about knowing where you're at. That would be nice, though, if like they all took pictures of their backs and they all sent, you know, like. <laughs> we need that little speech uh, under the tape of him throwing that interception into the end zone with five Jacksonville Jags waiting on it, <laughs> like Robinson. a hungry hound waiting on a steak. <laughs> OB said earlier today that you fired it in the end zone. OB, you actually gave him too much credit because that thing was not fired. That was a fluttering mess of a duck that was wounded and, and coming down pathetically. My beautiful wife, she watches these geese fly in on the lake all day long. She loves watching these things. And I'm thinking, you know, again, another mental picture. There's Trubisky throwing into the end zone. Oh, boy. So, Kaz. Here, here's the, I guess the uh, the ten twenty, if, and I, I made this point, and I think you remember what Vince Tobin said long ago about how hard it is to be a, a team, you know, like back to back or two or three weeks apart. Well, that being said, it wasn't long ago that these guys went up there and got embarrassed. Okay, all that being said, well, if. The Bears win and get in the playoffs. Guess who? They have to go play next week. That would be the Packers. And obviously, if you had your druthers, you know the Packers would rather win next week than this week. So what is your game plan for taking care of Aaron Rodgers this week? Well, (laughs) I would do all I could to get after him and knock him on his backside, regardless of what they say or what they don't say. But you know that's that's a different uh, different time, different error where we would take care of it out on the field. But yeah, when a guy pops off like that, he loves playing in uh, Soldier Field. Okay, let's let him play there, and we'll teach him what it's like to play there. And I don't get why. Uh, hopefully, these guys will show up and just knock him around. All right, are we ready for the OB? Right? For yeah, I want to hear the OB uh, uh, OB uh, speech. So, yes. so just to tee this up for Kaz and for you, we started the show today at four o'clock, so we're about sixty seconds in, and this was Ed Obradovich. How do you beat Aaron Rodgers? You get in his face. You start out with the first our defensive linemen go and line tricks everything, and if they can't get to him, you do not wait. You have plan B ready to go, which are blitzes with your linebackers coupled with line tricks. That doesn't go. Then you go to the third wave. Come with the weak safety, the strong safety, the corner blitzes. Mix it up. Do not let Aaron Rodgers get set in his ways. Nagy, you guys go after him from the get-go. I'm telling you, if you do that, you're going to beat him. And if you don't, and you let him sit back there, he'll rip us apart. So that was 409. We got 446 coming up here. Kaz, thoughts? He's right. 100%. That's what I would do. And I would, you know, listen, 
Um, you know, when we played, a couple of penalties weren't the worst things in the world. You just knock him on his backside. You let him know that you're there, and you don't appreciate what he said. And, and if you don't do that, then shame on you because it's your pride and it's your home. Right. Wait, wait, hold on. Let's pause because Obi. I thought Obi was going to get shy about four oh nine. He just looked at me. Just went four forty six. So he wants to. He wants to. I want to hear what I said. I don't wants, remember what he, the hell he I wants, said. He wants to hear four forty six. We're going to compare the two. Oh, Hamp, you ready for Feed this? One? Him. Here we go. Four forty six. Which was better, four oh nine or four forty six? Here's okay, four forty six. Roll dog. This is what you dream about, and and what the topping is of the whole thing. If you beat them. And you beat them at home, and you're in the playoffs, and you're beating a real live Super Bowl contender. It's a challenge. That's why you play this game. To have this moment at this time. We're actually have the Bears they winning, they're eight and seven now. They've taken a bit of a beating over the airwaves, and sometimes rightfully so. But you've got this in front of you. My God, this doesn't come off along that often. We are the Bears. We are the staple of the National Football League. You kids get I, I mean, go after him with everything in your body. And bring us a victory. Bring the pride back to this city. Bring the pride back to the Chicago Bears. And there's nobody better than to knock the, those guys right on their butt from Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. That's even better, honestly. And, you know, he's right. Ed's right. It's um, it's a matter of pride now. And nobody stands in the way. And quite frankly, you do what you got to do to knock the living snot out of Green Bay. And that's what it will take. And that's what they got to do to win. I mean, they got to get after Aaron Rodgers. He's got to be on his backside, that little cocky guy with his little smile and his little porno uh, mustache. We got to put him on his backside nonstop. All right. I'm getting nervous. And and you remember, Cos, how many times we sacked him in that last game, don't you? Yeah, zero. Yeah, we didn't touch him. (laughs) I don't think anybody touched him. I don't think they breathed on him. Did they shake hands? They don't even shake hands before the corn toss now. Nobody touched him. Well, guess what? Too many guys have been taking too many plays off of too many games already this year. And it it comes down where enough is enough with this. You know, when you've got your best people, highest paid people, and I'll be damned, they're back in pass defense and they're standing on the sideline when it's third and long. That's unconscionable. It's unconscionable. By the player and by the coaches, both of them. Yeah, that, that better not happen. The should Co- want to be out there. Glenn, the coach pulls you off. You know, I mean, let, let's be honest, Ed. I don't know what happened and all that, but you're right, hundred percent. I mean, if you're bleeding and you're bloody and you're sitting there and you're tired, you got one more play and you get to rush Aaron Rodgers. Go do it, because you know that's the greatest thing in the world. Take him down. Nothing better. Nothing and- better. And the the whole thing, you you you'd live, Glenn here, Danny. You played, I played, Glenn played. This is what you live for at this level in the NFL at this time of the season. This is what it's all about, and it's right here. It's right at our dinner table, not at somebody else's dinner table. It's right here. You coaches, you players, my God. It's in front of you. 
Take advantage of this moment. Take advantage of this time. And again, bring the pride back to the Bears. More important, bring the pride back to yourselves. Take the Packers down. Take them down. Because all they have done is taunt us. And when uh, you know when Aaron Rodgers says that, I mean, I want to go out and give one play, and we all <laughs> want to give one play. Because it, it really does upset me that this guy is such a punk that he would say that about the Bears. Because we are, you know, again, we, we have a lot of pride as an organization, but we're not showing it right now. So I I'm must, with you, Ed. I, I must confess, Kaz, as we, we're going to have to let you go, is when OB goes, we are the Bears. I was going to say, shuffling crew. <laughs> Didn't you? I, he said, we are the Bears. <laughs> and I'm like, shuffling crew. Uh, let, me, let me just say this, Kaz, and I need your opinion. This new offense, this new uh, ingenious offense, the Bears have been operating to the tune of 30 points plus for four weeks in a row, which hasn't happened since 1965. 1965, who LBJ was in the White House. In this new offense, Mitch hasn't really gotten any better or fixed his accuracy problem. or They just don't call those plays. They're only right. making him have to deal with half a field. The $10,000 question, Smart my friend. football. $10,000 question, Mr. Obradovich. How long and who is going to collapse this little dream of theirs and start having like corner blitzes and things like that that keep him out of the, this, this naked bootleg rollout play-action offense? How long? Is it going to be this week, or do they get one more – pass from a defensive coordinator well i'll tell you what they got a pretty good defensive coordinator up there and i think they're going to pay a little special attention to what whatever the offensive sets are and whatever their tendencies have been the last three weeks and him sprinting out bootlegging etc etc and our run game okay we know what we do when we pass we just throw short passes and and hope that the guys can you know get the yardage on finishing out the run but i think they're going to be practicing all week. They know what we're doing. And I don't think that defensive coordinator up there is a stupid person. So they're going to be looking out for Mitch. And they're going to be looking out for those situations. And uh, I hope we can overcome them. Kazi, stick around for one segment, all right? Yep, you got it. All right, 630. Let's check the news on 720 WGN. You know, you think back to that game, and they got after us from the very first play of the game. And um, it just... You know that that's that's one of those games that you, you just uh, you you never want to have it happen. And now what we got to do is we got to learn from that as coaches and as players. And so why did that happen? Well, that's our job is to make sure. And we're already all over that. You know we've been we've been talking about it um, since last night on the plane and, and this morning as to the why part, which um, is is going to be important. And then making sure that the players understand. And then what can they do? You know, the same or different. And how do we get to that point? And then we got to go out. Well, he is remembering it right. It was brutal when the Bears and Packers got together for the first time this year up at Lambeau Field. Hamp and OB with you to the top of the hour. We are brought to you by Chevy Drive, Chicago.com, and Dan Hampton's truck. The Chevy Silverado drive what Hamp drives drive a Chevy Hamp it'll be with Kaz 
right now on WGN 312-981-7200. You know what? Hey, Kazi, let me ask you this. If see your future, be your future. If at the end of the day, at about 6.30 on Sunday, if the Bears have beaten Green Bay, what do you think the major reason will be? Will it be because the offense played an incredible football game and the defense did enough, or will it be that the defense played elite and the offense did enough? Uh, the second. Really? The defense has to be elite, and the offense will do just enough. The offense, you know, it's look, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out how to shut down the offense. But if the defense makes plays and they get after Aaron Rodgers and they, they knock him around and they get him off the spot, they're going to win. That's how you win. It's pretty simple. I just have no faith that they're going to do it. I, I feel well, like they may not. I mean, they may not, but that's what it comes down to. And when you have a guy taunting you like Aaron Rodgers has taunted the Bears, um, you know, at some point you got to have something inside of you where you drop your stones and you go after it. That's all. By the way, do you know what Aaron Rodgers' record against the Chicago Bears is? Oh, it's ugly. OB said 99 to 1. It's 20 wins, 5 losses. And I told Mark Carmen, I said, you know, this isn't. Well, you know, rocket scientists, go back and look what you did when you were successful almost exclusively. That will be, you know, fortuitous scoring on the offense. And a, a boy, would be great if we could get a running game and keep the ball away. But it's collapsing the pocket into Aaron Rodgers' lap. And you yep. know and I know that's the thing he, he can't stand. He hates it. Right. He wants to stand back there and move around and, you know, look for the open receiver. And, and, and he's arrogant enough to do it against the Bears. And, the, you know, the last time they beat him, he was so arrogant that they ended up, uh, you know, kind of knocking him out of the game, let's be honest. And uh, uh, it's, it's been a long time. And I'm not saying you're going to knock the guy out of the, the game. I don't want to hurt anybody. But I would like to see the Bears knock him around where he's off his spot He's uncomfortable, and you know he's trying to figure out what's going on, and that's mixing up blitzes. Everything Ed said, that's what we got to do. But you know, and if you watch the Titan game this past Sunday night, uh, I you know, and I, I I continue, and Ob is a big believer in their offensive line, especially left tackle, uh, the center. The running game, Aaron Jones, isn't he from BYU? I mean, this kid, he runs big, runs big. Yeah, there's well, there's there's like three running backs. One of them is from BYU, but they have the three guys that they rotate around, and um, um, they're they're good. I mean, they are good, and that's you know that's one of the keys. That's what keeps Aaron Rodgers protected is they can run the football. Well, so and also, uh, Glenn. Those five guys up front, okay? Aaron Rodgers, with one game to go, Packers wouldn't be where they are. And Aaron Rodgers, what what does he only have? Four interception, five or whatever? He wouldn't be as good if they didn't have those five guys up front. They know what they have in Aaron Rodgers. And they fight you tooth and nail, those five offensive linemen. They don't give up. They go at you, they go at you. That's what I've seen them when the Packers play 
Let's hope they take a vacation Sunday. Listen, he he leads the NFL in touchdown passes with forty four. He's he's going to be the MVP. He's at least he should be in my mind. He's what got, does he have? Four uh, interceptions, four or five. He's, he's got five interceptions. Okay. Pa- Patrick Mahomes has thirty eight touchdown passes, so six less. He's got one more interception. Six. Rodgers' quarterback rating is eleven points better. The guy's thirty seven years old. He's completed seventy percent of his passes. He's thrown. Yeah, okay, all that. He's got five guys up front Mark. that are taking. They know what they've got in Aaron Rodgers. They yeah, know what they have. You better bring six or seven guys to put Aaron Rodgers on his backside. And the more you put him on his backside, the more he gets frustrated, the more he starts making crazy throws, and the more he becomes Mitch Trubinsky, right? Let's just call it what it is. You get pressure on any quarterback, and they don't play well. That's how it works in the NFL. Right, but if you blitz him... It tends to not go well. You better be able to get there with the main guys. It, it's a Khalil Mack, come okay. to play, baby. Okay, um, you know I and, gave you three scenarios. One, try it. Doesn't work. Go to two. Doesn't work. Go yep. to three. The three. third wave. Yep. You just keep coming. You the keep third coming. wave. <laughs> the, the, the third wave. If we get down to the third wave, we're going to be on the wave to Hawaii. Because let me tell you this. Because if you don't have that philosophy going into this game, you're going to lose. If they're beating you with your start out. Defense, whatever it's going to be, it's not working. You better change and change on the run. I just want to remind everybody, the Los Angeles Rams are trying to win a football game without their starting quarterback, Jared Goff, who hit his thumb on the Seahawks defensive end, Benson Mayo. Oh, yeah, that's really uh, – who cares? What do you – well, go on. Well, I, you care because he they're not – If they beat Arizona, the Bears back in no matter what happens. And, and they've got – which I think is their best chance for the record. And John Wolfer, who's never taken a snap in the, in the NFL, is starting a quarterback for the Rams. So you can't have any faith that he's going to play well, that they're going to win. So you have, you have to beat Green Bay to get in. So at all these prognostics, the Bears have an 80% chance of making the playoffs. 80% chance? I'd give them a 7% chance. You 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 got to beat Green Bay. Period is how I see it. Yeah, you got to beat Green Bay. If you don't, you're out. I mean, let's don't kid ourselves. And you know, Goff is not a great quarterback, but the Rams have gotten away with it for a while, but now they aren't. So, um, yeah, you got to beat Green Bay. That's what it comes down to. And you put yourself in that position after you start at five and one. That's the worst part about this. Right. The Detroit lost the killer. By the way, the Rams are also going to re-sign veteran Blake Bortles. Blake. Oh well, then yeah, they're 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 perfect then. Uh, Who by the cares? way, by the Who way, cares. I mean, it's about the Bears and the Green Bay Packers. And if you don't understand this as Bear players, then you know, check yourself because this is the only thing that matters. I mean, literally. And what's better than this, guys? Can you think of any better setup? Then the Packers against the Bears, and the Bears need to beat them to get in. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Let's get our final check of traffic. and uh, we'll Hang come, in there, callers. Hang in. Ron, we'll get to you first coming on back here. 312-981-7200. 645, here's Gabe Salgado. There's just again, a really Mark, good it sounds so feeling. good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate there's it. There's just a really good feeling and vibe in our locker room uh there's that good feeling from the, the guys talking their communication where they feel we're at right now collectively uh but also there's that balance i think what you can't do is you can't fall into that deal where you just you 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 hype the game up so much that you play different you can't have that can't have that indeed bears 
Packers. The, you know what? Honestly, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That one? Why does that guy speak? You, you, you can't get hyped up? Are you kidding me? This is all or nothing. Am I wrong or right, guys? You're right on. Well, I mean, I mean, this that's like saying, you know, I need to wake up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we need to play the game and play it to win. I wish this guy would just shut up and coach. That's all. Hey, cuz, is there any way we can get uh, – they took the plate uh, sheet caller uh, from him. <laughs> can they get his, uh, his coaching uh, cliché book away from him too? Yeah, maybe we should take that away and have somebody else speak on his behalf because every time he talks, it just it irritates everyone. I mean, anybody that loves the Bears, it's irritating to hear him say stupid things like that. Have you what se- do you mean it doesn't matter? Have you seen the it meme? It matters. Yeah. It's the Green Bay Packers. Am I wrong or right? You're in. You're yeah, in, brother. You're, you're right on. And by the way, I don't know, uh, a meme's going around. It's the some girl yelling at a cat. <laughs> and she and she said, there should be all women officiating in the NFL. And the cat says, no, bad idea. They'd be bringing up things we did wrong two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. That is Dan Hampton, people. <laughs> uh, funny, funny. Hey, so, Kaz, uh, one last thing. The, uh, the, you know, the defense has a chance at, at a requiem in the sense that, hey, the worst point of the, the Nagy numbskull plan here, uh, the three years, obviously was – that embarrassment up in Green Bay five weeks ago. You, uh, you're, you're, you're going to war with uh, the defense is going to get it done and 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 kind of uh, try to uh, get a little pride back. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean the way they're going to beat the Packers, the defense has to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. They got to get him off his spot. He can't sit back there putting his little chin strap on, at, you know, before he calls the play. Um, he has to be rattled. And then the offense is going to have to run the football. They're going to have to, you know, they're going to they're going to defend what we do well right now. So they're going to shut us down a little bit on offense. But um, we just got to stick with it. And you know what? It's it's a war. You got to get down, and you got to say, "I want to beat these guys because they've been whipping our tail the last few years." And it's it's time to say enough's enough. And hopefully, these guys will get it. Let's get some calls in here real quick. We got about four minutes. Mark and St. Charles, go fast. Mark, what do you got? Hey, great show. I just uh, hey, reality is the Bears aren't going to win on Sunday. It just uh, it. Look at history. You look at Rodgers. He's uh, he's a much better quarterback than what we got, and he's going to pick apart our defense. I think I'm just enjoying the season, the last four games, and hope that they can keep it competitive and hope Arizona loses. But we're, we're going to lose. Mark, how dare you? Stay positive, Mark. We do not need this energy right now, Mark. <laughs> Ob, get hey, Mark. Not being a realist, but I want them to, you know I the truth is, it, hopefully the defense will show up and get after him. That's the only way we're going to win. All right, should we? All right, Mark dropped off. I was going to give Mark a fifty dollars gift card to Bartolini's, but Tom, maybe you can be better. Tom, do do. do I need some positive. fifty dollars for uh, for naysaying. Right, that's what I'm saying. I was loud. gonna, but Tom, you got something better. 
Yeah, are you the guy? Are you, are you guys there? You talking to me, Tom from Palatine? Uh, you're Tom from Palatine, aren't you? Pat? How's the snow out there, Tom? Hey, brother, what's happening? Danimo, uh, Ob. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, uh, uh, I'm from Palatine. I just want to say something. I just want to say our regular season has got to end with a really satisfactory result or climax, or whatever you want to call it, a shutdown with our mortal enemy, with everything on the line. I mean, how could you not be more entertained than it coming down to this? And also, this guy Rogers needs to learn a new definition of the word pain. And we got to give it to him, guys. Ooh. we got to give him some pain. Yeah, we got climaxes and pain and the whole thing here. I think we got to get, I mean, we got to give $50 to... to uh... <laughs> Yeah, the only thing missing is the Porto staff. Hey, right? hey, Roger, let me tell you what pain is. And I threw it in. Let me tell you what pain is. It was there. It's Palatine pain. And a year ago, OB got on this radio and told everybody in Chicago <laughs> to bet the house on the Bears. Who was it? Who were they playing? I don't remember. Anyway, he guaranteed. They were playing Northwestern. Anyway, they lost. He, he was run out of Palatine on a rail yeah, <laughs> at his diner. Back. He might get back this week if the Bears win. They'll let him back into Palatine, right, Ed? You guys are brutal. This is the holiday season. $50 <laughs> gift card, speaking of it, to Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, family-owned and operated, serving the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland, plus the world-famous meatballs. They're located at 144th in Pulaski and Midlothian. They're open seven days a week for dine-in, patio seating, and to-go orders. Details at Bartolini's.com. Cos, say goodbye. Say Happy goodbye, New Year, Cos. See you next week. All right. Happy uh, New Year. Cos, on his way out. Final, final thoughts from uh, predictions? Predictions? Anything? I got a weird feeling. I think that hey, for whatever reason, just like last week where Jacksonville wouldn't want to win, I don't know if the Packers are really crazy about winning. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, okay. I know it's crazy. I, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for the Bears as hard as I can pull. I just hope the hell they answer the bell. I just hope they go up, and that and, and the final word is, two bear players and coaches. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. And we're going to come out with the box CD set of OB's uh, four hundred nine and four thirty six uh, and six twenty five. We uh, had another one. Talks. Yeah, four hundred nine, four forty six, six twenty five will be available at Amazon.com for your holiday spirit. OB just put on his mask. He's already out the door and getting ready to head on. <laughs> for a 325 kickoff on Sunday. So, by the way, we'll see you on Tuesday night. Hopefully we'll be talking about a win or we'll be wrapping up the season. That's for Happy, Happy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. And more important, healthy to all you and your loved ones. Everybody have a great night. I'm actually sticking around to 745, so don't go anywhere. Never turn off WGN. Well, listen to you on the way out. All right, my man. 720 WGN.